Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caregiver Coffee Chat Podcast. It's your girl, Melissa Miller, your mom mentor and caregiver coach. And today I am so excited to have my next guest on the podcast because she's amazing. Uh, Michelle Ikeem is my guest and she is an empowerment coach and holistic healer. And I really love the stuff that she talks about because I think inner wellness from the inside out is, oops, sorry, is so important. Because wellness isn't just for the mind or the physical body. It's your soul as well. Mind, body, soul. All three are tied together. And I think it really does start first, especially being a Christian, just being bluntly honest, you know, and not apologizing for who I am, guys. Um, Being a Christian and a spiritual line person, I do believe that spirituality comes first and then everything else. Because spirituality ties in with everything else encompasses our wellness and our goals, our dreams, our passions, all of it. And so I'm very excited to have Michelle on with um, talking about spiritual wellness from the, from the standpoint of how we can quell anxiety and the trauma and depression and all those and stress um, that we face, especially specifically for you guys as busy stay-at-home moms, busy spousal caregivers under the age of 65. That's a lot to take in. And I want to give you alternative resources to help you deal with that in a way that is aligned for you, because obviously we're all different and not all of us practice the same faith or have different beliefs. So how can I give you as your coach and mentor resources that help, I can help you tap into that in a realistic way that makes sense to you and, and tweak it in a way that makes sense to you. Okay. So without further ado, Michelle, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Uh, To start, let me apologize if my voice is a little bit raspy. I am recovering from a cold, but I am very excited to be able to sit down with you and just to be able to have an organic conversation about, you know, wellness, about health of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I understand it is still winter here in the U.S., guys. So we are dealing with cold temperatures. We're dealing with um, a lot of bugs going around. So respiratory stuff. So I get it. It is still going around. So definitely pause, take a breath, take a sip of water. I got my tumbler of water here with me, so I am good to go. (laughs) So it is okay. So Michelle, to start off, could you tell us a little bit more about your story and and how that kind of trickled in? Well, really by hardcore, obviously into the business next, but just your personal story of why this um, topic that you teach about, speak about, are passionate about, just really started to resonate with you. Thank you so much. So, I mean, my story started a long time ago. um, And I would say probably when I was 18 years old, and that was when I had my first encounter with Jesus. And I really started spending a lot of time within the youth ministry, um, you know, being a part of my prayer warriors, choir and things like that. And so um, being able to cultivate a relationship, learning how to meditate with my Bible, learning how to listen to the voice of God and decipher what was his voice, what was my voice, what were my anxieties, what were my fears, and then what was, you know, the enemy talking. And I always used to ask, you know, God to help me, you know, seek his face, to seek his heart consistently in everything that I did. And it was a constant prayer. But within my own self, I felt like 
there was almost like a blockade that I was experiencing in the depth of the relationship that I was trying to cultivate with God. And it wasn't until later on in my life, I realized it was because I put parameters around who I thought God was and how I felt God could, you know, work in my life. And it didn't mean that there weren't extraordinary things that God did, didn't do in my life, but it was like, I compartmentalized it. It was like, okay, this is the supreme, you know, omnipresent, omnipotent God in this difficult situation. But then the rest of my life, it was like, okay, well, this is the God that I know. And I didn't expect, you know, un, um, you know, uncommon things to happen in my daily life. And so where things really began to change for me is when I decided to expand my family with my husband. And um, I was pregnant with our first child back in 2019. And we all know that that was the height of the pandemic as it started. And, um, you know, unbeknownst to us, I ended up having a very difficult pregnancy. But looking back, I'm so thankful for that because it was that pregnancy that really allowed me to overcome the blockade that I was feeling. It put me in a situation where my life was at risk and my son's life was at risk. And so being hospitalized for three months during the pregnancy, doctors not knowing what's going on, me crying out to God for, you know, his hand to stay upon me and to take away the fear, to take away the stress, to take away the anxiety that I was having, not only for my unborn child's life, but for my life, wanting to make sure that I'm there for my child when my child is born. And so it was through that experience that I was ushered into having to rely on God in a very different way, um, having to really make sure I'm hearing very clearly um, his messages to me. And those were the very messages that ended up saving my life and my son's life because for the three months, God was giving me specific direction through my dream space on what to communicate with the doctors and my team in order for my life and my son's life to be saved. So that's the fastest way that I can explain it. And so, and after I ended up having the baby, there were some more obstacles as well, because I still was going through this stretching period that God was bringing me through. Um, and then that's how I moved out of um, a legalistic mindset, you know, a you know, that kind of Christianese that maybe some of us may speak. And I really um, delved into having a deep spiritual connection with God and understanding that there's so much more to, to God. I love that. And I think what was interesting about your story and my story is 2019 was the catalyst for where we're at with our journeys of what we both speak about and teach about. You know, for me, if you're new to the podcast, um, my journey started in July of 2020, uh, July of 2020, when I ultimately quit my job and became a full-time stay-at-home mother and spousal caregiver to my epileptic husband following his official diagnosis of epilepsy. But he started having attacks back in December of 2019, right before the pandemic. And for us, it was balancing how to navigate the pandemic and be safe. My husband worked in a gas station. I worked as a, as a certified nursing assistant in long-term healthcare facilities. So I was around sick people and very aware that I could get this virus and um, my patients could get it. So how do you navigate that? So that was crazy. And then dealing with an unexpected illness that my husband had no prior medical history of as a child or in his family tree. And even in my own personal healthcare career had never had an experience with. So it was a, a kick in the gut. And I think it's really in those 
hard times, guys, that that's where the stretching point comes. But that's also too where we, like um, Michelle was saying, I love that you said that you had to really just really be open and really listen, really get calm, really listen to the voice of God. And for you, it spoke th to you through your um, dream space. But I think, um, I know for me, one thing that I've been really learning in my journey has just been just really li listening to God by intentionally being in the word every day, even if it's just journaling and writing out prayers on that one verse and what takeaways I'm getting. I've been into looking up words and what the meaning of those words are. Um, the one, the thing for me this week is commit. And that means um, the word commit means to um, incite action, to take action um, and deliberately release control. And if we're being spiritually aligned, that means we have to surrender, which is also my theme word for the year. <laughs> surrender, we have to surrender. We have to release control and trust, trust that God or the universe or whatever you choose to believe has you. And I know that's really tough because personally I am type A, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I'm type A. And then also too, um, just as human beings, we don't like to not be in the driver's seat. We want to be in control and just like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. But if we're being spiritually aligned guys, it means that we're pulling ourselves out of the driver's seat and we're letting someone else take control and, and, and let it be the spiritual realm dictate our thoughts, our actions and um, our plans as it were. And we're, and we're trusting and, and, and tr we're trusting that guidance, that leading and just knowing without a shadow of a doubt, that's where faith comes in, that we are going to be headed on the path that we're supposed to. And that doors will be shut that need to be shut. The doors that will be opened will need to be opened. So you shared a little bit, Michelle, about your background, your story, about your own personal experience of um, dealing with the anxiety, the stress, the, um, that the unknown of dealing with such extenuating circumstances, um, in your experience with your pregnancy. And then afterwards, the birth of your child and coming to a spiritual awakening as it were, as for lack of a better expression, um, after that. So how did that segue into your business? I'm really interested in that because you, you obviously had a huge awakening and, um, were, definitely obviously in some way shape or form inspired like okay the lord has shown this to me i want to help other people um be them be it that they're christians or not but just help people be more spiritually aligned and just let go of all the stress and the anxiety that is the thief of joy the ultimate <laughs> thief of joy that's a great question and I actually think it ties into what you just touched upon, Melissa, about the surrender piece. And so, you know, kind of tying that into your question before I thought about, you know, how am I going to help other people? Because that was my whole life. My, my gaze was always fixed on, oh, I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve his people. I want to serve the body of Christ. And I was, you know, completely committed to that. Meanwhile, I was neglecting myself. And so during this, um, you know, kind of life-threatening situation that I went through, God allowed me to set my gaze upon myself because before mm -hmm. I was able to really, you know, help people and to be a vessel um, and, you know, I've evolved, right? So I say God, I say God, I say spirit, 
um, I say source, I say universe, it's all the same for me. And so, as I mentioned before, I've really evolved out of, you know, the standard Christian term. And I see myself more, you know, in the spiritual realm. And so when I, you know, started communicating with God on this level, I realized that the trauma, okay, the anxiety, the stress, the fear, all of these things, I was holding them within my physical body. They actually had manifestations that were tied to certain organs, but mainly I was carrying it within my, my womb space. As women, our portal of power is the womb right? Because the womb space, right? We can literally see there's a physical womb, you know, your uterus and whatnot, but it is very spiritual as well, because that is where God is actually allowing us to create, you know, this spiritual, you know, entity that is now coming in a physical manifestation inside our womb. But many of us as women do not understand that the anxiety, the stress, the fear, all of these things that we carry, much of it, we have adopted from our mothers and our mothers adopted it from their mothers and their mothers and their mothers. This is where we get to pathology and science even talks a little bit about what things are passed down through genetics. So it is the same thing with spirituality as well. And if you look back in your family and you see, for example, maybe um, some, you know, your mothers and your, your grandmothers and great grandmothers, maybe they dealt with fibroids or maybe they dealt with painful cycles, or maybe they dealt with a lot of um, anxiety or things that you can trace in your family. It's because it was passed down in the womb space. And so what ended up happening for me is God helped me to begin to understand that because I was not dealing with the spiritual man of myself carrying these anxieties. So yes, in the physical world, I would pray. I would say, God, help me release this. But there's still a spiritual man. And so I was still holding that. And so what ended up happening is that became a full physical manifestation of what I was experiencing because I was having difficulties to carry this baby. Because I literally had this heaviness that I was carrying for how many years in my life. And so that's what ended up birthing my journey of learning skills and learning modalities to begin to address my physical, my emotional, my spiritual, and my mental body. And this is why once I did the work for the last three years, I now said, okay, God, what do you have for me next? And then it was at that point in time, I started receiving visions, I started receiving ideas, you know, using my imagination to really to see what uh, spirit had for me. So it really helped me connect what my purpose was. I love that. And I love that you said, um, this is so spiritually aligned. Thank you, Lord. Um, the verse, I, the other verse I had from my other verse, I usually have a couple that I get in my devotional time. And this morning, the other verse talked about, so um, the other first talked about how we all have unique gifts and talents and how even just in my devotional lesson, it talked about just even just leveraging, leveraging, I can't talk, I sound off capping it, sorry, leveraging those to glorify God in all we say and all we do. And for me, it just hit it to a T for me that I'm definitely an encourager. So being a coach, being a mentor is definitely, and liking to talk. This is a, definitely a strong point for me, but for those of you listening, it's, you're going to be given a different 
gift or talent. And that is okay. We're all different. God created us uniquely different. No two people are the same. Even our children, even though they're genetically aligned with us, are going to be different and have, and God has something special in mind for them. And so how can you use your talents and your gifts, guys, both to just um, heal, but also just step into the life that God has for you? Okay, maybe you won't be an online entrepreneur like, say, Michelle and I are choosing to be, but where else can God use you to impact others in a healthy, holistic, inspiring way? Because we all need people, guys. We're human beings in human bodies, and we don't do good in isolation. We need community around us, and that is the essence of the body of Christ. You know, um, you know, the hand, the right hand cannot work without the left. The the, the, you know, the mind, you know, controls the body. I mean, it's all interconnected, you know, you know, you need, we need both feet to walk. So there's all different elements of how we encompass and we encourage and nurture the body of Christ, but also too, it, it is on us that we do daily intentionally surrender to the Lord and also for the universe, whatever you choose to believe guys. And then also just, um, just release the control and just step into that power that you are given and that you can be given. And I think it's important that you be curious. Okay. You have to fit. I'm, I'm almost 38 guys. I'm going to be honest here. And I am just now figuring out, I've been on this journey, my own spiritual um, uh, role of healing and releasing anger and trauma that I went through with being a caregiver and dealing with the pandemic, becoming a stay-at-home mom, losing half our income, you know, you name it, we went through it <laughs> with my husband's illness and we're still going through it because he's not stabilized yet. Um, we've just, I've just been on this journey since I'd say July of 2022, where I've been really focusing on my spiritual journey. And I'm just now feeling, feeling like I have a way, I found my unique way of how I like to spend time with the Lord every morning. And that's um, coming into my office first thing in the morning and just giving myself 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour to listen to my lessons, to um, uh, look at my verses and highlight those and just pull those apart with what works for me. Okay. Just a minute, guys. I'm sorry. I have to. Okay. Okay, guys. Sorry about the little pause there, but real life, my husband just had a seizure. So I had to take care of him and pause this interview and thank you, Michelle. We, we stopped before we continued guys and had our prayer for him. So thank you, Michelle, for that. Um, real life guys, that is, the real life of having a, a having to be a caregiver for a chronically ill spouse. You never know when an attack's going to happen. Um, but that's why I think it's so important that you yourself take care of you. That's what we're getting at here is you're dealing with added stress. Like my, my stress level went, you know, went through the roof for a few minutes there because my daughter ran in. She said, dad's in trouble. I ran in to take care of him to assess what was going on. And then my instincts took over. Okay, what medications do I need to get? Who do I need to call? Those kinds of things are, are a skill that cannot be learned just overnight. You know, being intentional with, okay, having a system and a routine is a form of spiritual self-care because you're setting yourself up for being able to cope with less stress and overwhelm by knowing what to do. And also daily, just encouraging yourself. I'm thankful I had the my time with the Lord this morning, because that sets the tone for my day. It gives me empowerment. It gives me encouragement. And I just constantly remember too that, okay, Lord, I don't know how this day is going to go. I don't know if my husband's going to have an attack, but I surrender everything to you. And I commit all I say and do to you. 
And that's the way it goes. And we don't like our spouses to be sick. We don't ourselves like to go through a traumatic um, uh, health situation like what Michelle has shared so far. So I just want to encourage you that it is not selfish to take care of yourself from the inside out. And, Mich and Michelle, one thing I want to segue back to that you talked about that before I lose it um, is about how you talked about, you know, mind, soul, and body and about, you know, prioritizing yourself first with, yes, your physical self-care in terms of like, obviously getting enough sleep, no brainers, right guys, um, getting enough sleep, enough nutrition, hydration, um, supplements, um, not, not skipping meals, all those things, wellness visits. But also I think what gets so lost so much, I know, especially in my own journey is we forget about the emotional and mental side. And I really feel like, would you agree, Michelle? I really feel like the emotional side is more in terms of support, you know, help having people that are like-minded that have dealt with X, Y, and Z and can come alongside you and goes, girl, I got you. I know what you're feeling. And it's okay to feel angry, sad, confused, overwhelmed, scared even. And to just know that you're not the only human being on God's screen earth that has dealt with X, Y, and Z situation, right? But then the mental is about taking back control of not self-sabotaging yourself with negative, like you said, even in our prayer a moment ago, negative thoughts that can kill, spill, and destroy. That is definitely the devil speaking. He is out to steal, kill, and destroy you guys. He really is. And it can, and it, it shows up not necessarily in a fireball coming from heaven, guys. <laughs> it can come in the form of just um, harm, harmful thoughts from other people or, har or or words. And it can also, more importantly, and more commonly come from our own selves, unfortunately, where we self-sabotage ourselves. Like, I don't have the time. I can't ever figure this out. Um, it's selfish for me to take care of myself first, because then I'm a bad mom and a bad caregiver. Hello, you are not. You are a daughter of Christ. You are the daughter of the one true King. And you are more importantly, your body is a human is a living temple. That's what Michelle and I believe. And if, if it's our, if our body is a living temple, then we need to nurture it and treat it as such. So it is not selfish then for us to take care of ourselves, whether that's journaling, prayer, meditation, um, seeing a counselor or a therapist, or even our pastor or leader of faith, because they're trained to handle things that we maybe not be able to cope with on our own. And sometimes we need that outward support of just having a safe place to share what we're feeling without judgment, without negativity, and with an essence of hope. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you agree, Michelle? Yeah, there's a lot of great uh, things that you touched upon. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to expand on is when you were talking about that emotional support, support coming from, you know, your outside world. And what I'd like to challenge all of us to, to add to that notion is the importance of the interpersonal skills, but then also the importance of intrapersonal skills. And so intrapersonal is the relationship we have with ourselves. And I feel that within this society that we live in, there is a huge emphasis on the interpersonal. It's the communication, say, between yourself and myself, right? Or with your friends or with your counselor, if you have one or whoever. But returning to your true nature, being aligned, right, with spirit, and understanding who you are and really having peace despite what's going on around you is when you begin to cultivate peace from within. And so I always say that 
your emotional space is very important because the quality of your thoughts and your breath is what keeps you connected to spirit. If you ever think when you become anxious or annoyed or whatnot, look at your pulse, it completely changes, right? You shift out of your spirit man and you're now fully in the physic, physical because you are overwhelmed, you are stressed, you are in a state of you know, flight or fight. You know, you're, you're not staying grounded. And so when you're able to regulate your breath and this ties back to the surrender Right. Oftentimes we try and go into control and we're trying to stop ourselves from experiencing something negative or something bad. What we deem as these things you know, are bad. And don't get me wrong, there are real dangerous things as well. But some of those things that where your life is not actually in immediate danger, but things that we might be fearful of, maybe losing our job or, you know, something like that, right? You're not going to die from that, but it <laughs> is a state of fear that you're in or anxiety. When we're able to surrender to the fear, okay, well, I'm afraid of losing my job. And instead of dismissing that and saying, oh, well, no, 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 I'm just going to work harder or I'm going to, I'm going to keep looking for other jobs. That's, that's us being in control. But when we're able to surrender to the thought and say, okay, if I do lose my job, it is okay. Right. This is now putting us back in a place where we're grounded and we're reminding ourselves that God has us, mm -hmm. right? We are no longer in a space of us trying to do and do and do and do. Where does God come into play? And then that's where we're now thinking about our quality of thoughts. So we're now able to plug in life-giving affirmations or what people might call it as positive affirmations or thought forms, right? We're able to plug in thought forms to figure out how can we replace that fear? And where is that fear coming from? Because we have to understand the energy that we use to motivate us in whatever we're doing, that can either come from light or from darkness. And so we really want to make sure that we're attaching the light spirit's energy to what we are doing. You may need to lose that job so that you can be blessed with what spirit is giving you. But when you don't stay grounded, you may miss the next blessing that is for you for the fear of losing the job. Meanwhile, that losing your job may have been exactly the blessing you were praying for. So that's just an example that, you know, I'm providing to us to help us understand that the quality of our thoughts and our breath, making sure that we're surrendering we're breathing through things is what allows us to stay in alignment with spirit and then taking that emotional inventory. What is going on in my mind? The problem is, is that we storytell to ourselves and we also allow the world to tell us stories. And so we end up spinning out of control, trying to navigate the various stories and the mind map that we're going through. Meanwhile, there's only one. And that is knowing that we are connected to spirit and spirit is within us. And whatever spirit has given to us in our minds, in our imagination, we have the power to co-create that. So it is choosing to believe and know and understand, or the word that I like to say is innerstand, 
which is what we like to see in the spiritual community. It is not understand because you're not under it, but you understand within your soul, within your spirit, you are now guided to your next step. So really making sure you're listening to the guidance that's coming daily. That's when you get out of your thoughts, when you release the negative thinking, and then you begin to breathe, you begin to hear, and then you begin to walk that out. Absolutely. And I love what you said, like this instantly made me think of what my business coach teaches, you know, the CTFAR method, um, you know, circumstance, thought, feelings, and actions. And, you know, people try to control, try to change the sea line. We can't change the circumstance that we're, if we lose our job, okay? We're not gonna, there's no, if we lose our job, there's no thinking of, of being able to go back in time and change losing our job. It happened, right? So that's our circumstances. So what is our natural thought about that? Is it going to be a thought of, you know, doing an intentional model of like you saying with the interpersonal um, relationship with ourselves, are we doing the option of going, oh, I lost my job. So I'm a failure and woe is me or X, Y, and Z, or are we doing a intentional model where we're going, okay, I lost my job, but I can figure out how to get another one. And then the action becomes, okay, instead of sitting, woe is me and being depressed and not taking action, we actually start the job hunt. And then um, the, you know, we, you know, the feeling is we're, we're motivated, you know, you know, we're determined, we're motivated and then, or empowered, whatever you want to interject, there's just an idea. And then the result is we find another job. So don't move the sea line guys. It doesn't work. You have to, we do have power in our thoughts because our thoughts dictate our actions. If we're staying stuck in the anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm, the um, just self-sabotaging yourselves, it's not going to go anywhere. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to be stuck and we're not going to, and then that is a roadblock. We ourselves, like we've, or like we've talked about guys, we ourselves can become the very roadblock that stops us from God opening up the right door of what we are meant to what we are meant to step into it's probably it's already there guys god is god has already ordained it and it's already there but the problem is we get in the way <laughs> we get in the way and so how can you get out of your way it may not be a job it may not be um an online business like say what michelle and i are aspiring to do but it could but with your motherhood journey your caregiving journey where are you getting in the way of your own self? Is it by feeling like it's selfish with that self, with that, with that toxic thought of, I have no time and it's selfish of me to take care of myself. If you're running on an empty tank, guys, chronically, you're going to turn out, you're going to burn out and tap out really hard and really quick. And that manifested for me with my IBS going on diagnosis year, a lot of undealt with anger, anxiety. And I'm now just feeling like I'm starting to get some getting a shift a little bit on where I need to go healing 2022 is working on my or 2021 was my physical health getting diagnosed took a whole year and managing my diet now 2022 I was dealing with all the stress and anger and that was where my spiritual self-care came in so now I would say for 2023 it's still building on the skills that I gained in those two years and just being open and surrendering God where else do I need to work because I am finding there's more things I need to release and let go of and it's not a one is done, one and done type thing, guys. Okay. So maybe for you, for those of you who are listening, it's I need to stop, pause, and breathe and 
start taking care of myself, even if it's just 15 minutes a day to pray, to journal, to read a devotional, something uplifting, start my day, set the tone for my day, to get outside for a 15 minute walk, because that can be spiritual too. being just getting outside and getting in God's nature below with the breath of fresh air. Maybe it is looking at a resource of actually getting plugged back into your congregation of faith and getting into a mom support group or caregiving support group. Guys, that has been the best thing I did that I did this past year. We'll get into a mom's connect group and that hour and 15 minutes I get every week. Hello, it really helps. So community is important and it can come in many different ways, shape and forms. Maybe it is leveraging a, a medical professional in terms of having a wellness visit because you know something's off and you need to deal with it. Maybe it is talking with your leader of faith because you you are at a place where you're at the crossroads and you need a wiser head to guide you and lead you. Maybe it is a counselor or therapist because you do need a little bit of that extra support because, from someone that can give you coping skill, skills. Maybe it's breathing exercises or um, other um, natural path options like essential oils or something that can help you cope on a day-to-day basis, or even a little, a low dose of medication. I did that in my early twenties for my anxiety and my depression. I don't regret that. Did I stay on it forever? No, but then I know people that are still on it years, years and years on following their traumatic experience and they are not going off because they need that long-term to help them cope. And there's no shame in that. Okay. So it's not about feeling like you're boxed in and you have to do it one way. And it's not about boxing in God and making sure that it has to be one way and how you connect with them. Michelle and I, if we've been listening to this conversation, Michelle and I have found a few different ways to connect with the Lord. And that is fine. What we want you to do though, is just to take action, to commit, going back to that definition of commit, which means deliberately taking action and deliberating, deliberately putting trust or control in somebody else's hand or something else's and in this case, it's God, it's the universe, whatever you choose to believe in terms of the spiritual alignment. For me, it's the Lord. So how could you do that? And Michelle, what are three tips that we could give them? I, if people are listening to our conversation and they're feeling completely overwhelmed on how to take a baby step forward, where can they start? What would be a simple, basic shift? Three tips, three simple shifts or tips that you could give them to help them start. The first tip I would say is, um, you know, practice mindfulness. Uh, Very first place, or if you want to uh, use a different terminology is meditate. And so if somebody's coming from maybe a religious or a Christian background, quite often we're always thinking about prayer. But I always try and explain to people, prayer is our opportunity to speak to God, to talk to God. But meditation is the act of listening. And so I feel that us as individuals, whether we have a religious background or not, we do a lot of talking and we do less of listening. And so the first step I always say is begin to get quiet. Find time in your day to just go into a sacred space that you can cultivate for yourself. Even if you don't have room in your house, go in your closet, make that a sacred space for yourself. You know, if you need to go into the shower and add an extra 10 minutes, make that a sacred uh, space for yourself while you're in the shower. There's somewhere you can find if it needs to be in your car, right? Um, Really letting go of those excuses and saying, what is going on with me? And then just 
Oh, you hit mute there, Michelle. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So step back a minute. We you went mute. You were muted there for a moment, so we couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. So oh, when no, I was fine. Just just become quiet and listen. You know our body and our souls have such an inner wisdom that we have not been taught to listen to. So when you take the time to just listen, take your hands and feel, just touch your head, touch your neck, touch your heart, your shoulders, scan in your, with your mind, where are you feeling tension? Maybe you feel heaviness in your shoulder. Ask spirit, ask your body, what is this heaviness? What does this mean? And take the time to release it because that's not only releasing it from your emotional and your mental body, but now you're doing some work on the physical body. But there might be additional steps that you would do with the physical body as well. Maybe you need to change your diet. Maybe you need to add in some exercise. Maybe as you said, Melissa, go out in nature, right? It can be various things, but really being able to listen the same way you go in the shower and you take a bath every day. I call this spiritual hygiene every day. You should be scanning your mind and body to figure out what did you pick up from yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. What did you pick up from yesterday and how can you release that? Talk us of all the stuff that you picked up from when you came into this world. What are all those things that we're carrying that we haven't released? So begin to get quiet. Ask yourself what's going on. Listen to that inner wisdom. And once you do that, then you can begin to add more into that time. You can begin to ask spirit, what do you have for me today? What do I need to be aware of? All of these sorts of things. And sometimes you don't even need to ask a question. Just for me, I like to lay down on my bed. I just lay down and I'm quiet. I'm no longer in my room. I am sitting with spirit and my team. And they're just, this is the time where they can work on me. So even there's things that I can't do. This is full surrender. So maybe spirit has their hand on me. My ancestors have their hand on me and they're helping me release things from my body, sicknesses, fears, anxieties, things that I'm not even aware of in my conscious mind. But because I went before spirit and I allowed that to heal, to cleanse, to balance, I'm able to release. So that's the first step. The second step that I would say is, yeah, you talked about it before, Melissa, is journaling as well. That's a great thing that people can do. So you might want to journal. You might want to take inventory of how you're feeling, paying attention to, um, you know, your thought forms. So this is where you can take inventory of the types of thoughts that you're having. And in psychology, there's uh, something that we use called thought stopping. So um, my background is I studied psychology. Um, I'm not a psychologist though, but I do have a background in psychology. And so one of the tools that we would, you know, uh, we learn to share with uh, clients is thought stopping. And so if you know that your life right now is not looking the way you want it to look, maybe you are having issues with within your marriage or your relationships with friends and families. Maybe you're having a hard time at work. You know, maybe you're struggling with your kids. Like you're just going through it. As Melissa said, you're constantly a caregiver to people in your life. You are going through life. 
We are all going through something. We've all just come out of a pandemic. There's a lot of trauma we have experienced, shared trauma, and then also individual trauma. And so when you are able to, for example, take your phone, I want you to set an alarm between three and five times in the day, random times. Keep the phone with you in your purse, your pocket, your bag, wherever. When the alarm goes off, I want you to grab your journal and I want you to write down the thoughts that are in your mind at that moment. Then I want you to write down how you feel. Pay attention. Is there heaviness in your shoulder? Do you feel pain in your side? Do you feel like your, your heart is racing? Are you anxious? Any of these sorts of things. Do this for a week to two weeks every day. Those alarms should be set the same time every day. Then go back in your journal and I want you to read through it and look at the pattern. This is going to help you see patterns in the way you think, patterns in the way you respond or react. Maybe you got into an argument with a family member or maybe you're eating certain things that you don't wanna eat or you're doing certain things because they are tied to your thoughts. And this is why I said the quality of our thoughts are very important. So once you get a clear understanding of what's going on in your mind, then you can begin to plug in different affirmations, different prayers, different things that are life-giving. And this is where you begin to create some change, more on the physical side, but there is a lot more that can be done on the emotional and the spiritual side. But I just unfortunately don't have time to share all of that. But those, those are two tips. And then the last one that I would say is um, your food. Your food is very important. Intracellular healing is important. As I said, my background, you know, I grew up with uh, a Christian background. I've since evolved, but there's a lot of times I pull on different spiritual texts because they have a lot of great wisdom in them. And so in Revelations 2 in the Bible, it says, let the plants be used for healing for all of the nations. And so we have grown up in North, well, I'm speaking North America because that's where I grew up. I don't know where you are, but we have the standard American diet. If you look at that, that stands for sad. <laughs> it is yeah. a sad, sad diet. And the reason being is because we have been taught to eat just to fulfill what we desire. Everywhere you look, you know, you can find anything you could possibly ever want or imagine. You know, think of it, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, it's all there. But is it helping you? And I want to challenge you to begin to think that the food that you're eating is not just for your physical sustenance, it is also for your spiritual connection. The food that we have, they have frequency light codes. And like I said, I can't you know, go into this in depth, but you can Google it. Frequency light codes of food. So when we eat meat, meat is dead, right? The animal is dead and we are reviving it in the oven or a stove. But when you think about the energy or the light code of that, it's dead, it's, it's at sickness. But when you look at the plants, when you look at the fruit, what are they absorbing every day? Light, sun. the sun. So the light code energy in that is life-giving. And so when we eat more plants, when we eat more fruits, it is actually providing intracellular healing for ourselves. 
It is supporting our DNA. It is supporting us with our nutrients, with our vitamins. It is making sure that the messaging that's coming through our DNA is being given out to ourselves. We're pumping oxygen in there. We're rebuilding cells, like everything that are the building blocks for life. But then on top of that, we are staying connected to spirit, to source, because we need to be alive inside. We need to be healthy in mind, body, spirit, and soul. We need to be in a place where we can receive the messages that are coming from us. And this is all connected. So those are the three tips that I would give. I love that. And I was looking down when you're talking. So guys, I wasn't trying to be rude, but she, what she was talking about just instantly inspired me because something I saved, um, a lesson I had about how words are powerful. Again, they can either nurture or they can kill, still and destroy. And one thing that um, one of my coaches um, talked about was like, like nutritious foods, uh, like, like nutritious, like nutritious food gives life to the body. Wholesome words are, are wholesome words that heal and help give light to the soul. And I love, so there's that. How are you uplifting yourself every day without self-sabotaging is one piece, but also from the physical aspect. So there's the mental, but then an emotional, but what about the the physical? I love that you talked about food because I am plant-based. I've been plant-based since before I had my daughter and why quit when I was pregnant because I could not stand plant-based food for some oddball reason. Pregnancy does weird things to you guys. So just, just so you know. Um, but I did that because of my hypothyroidism. I had, I get a lot of gut attacks from that digestive problem since I went plant-based. I did not do that when I was um, pregnant. And then afterwards it was str- a struggle to get back into my plant-based eating. But then when my husband got sick, I really paid for it because my I had those, I had undiagnosed IBS and even some of the foods that I did eat being plant-based that are soy-based products, I can't eat those anymore. So now I'm grain-free, gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and I'm still meat-free. So I'm still plant-based, but I'm even more um, uh, um, limited on what I can eat. But again, I like how you talked about that. That gives me a new frame of reference for that. You know, I could easily be stuck in that mindset of, oh, I'm on a limited diet, so woe is me, and that just makes things worse. But actually, no, I'm giving, I'm eating life-giving food. I'm avoiding trigger foods that set me off and make me feel horrible for one. But then two, I'm also eating foods, fruits, vegetables, potatoes, um, plant-based meat that is not dead, that's sourced from life-giving food. That's a lot better for me. So I'm putting life back into my body with nutrition. And so that is very encouraging. And even water, think about water, guys. Water moves, it ebbs and flows. And it is you know, 80% of our bodies, you know, we, we need water. <laughs> so if our body, if we're not fueling our bodies with what it really truly needs, then how can we expect to be able to focus and show up and to, and take care of others, especially if you are a mother, like both Michelle and I are, or if you're a caregiver, like I am for my chronically ill husband. So how can you nourish yourself from the inside out? So spiritual when you think about that, spirituality does tie into the physical in terms of what we eat, because we're ingesting, we're intaking something inside of us to nourish us. So is it, are we, are we self-sabotaging ourselves with our diets? That is something to think about. Are we self-sabotaging ourselves by not slowing down and stopping and pausing to check in with what we need? Are we not stopping to pause and take a breath? I mean, I have essential oils here, guys. 
stop, take a few minutes to go, to breathe them in and go. <sighs> Slow your heart rate down. Slow your mind down. Check in with what your body is needing at the time, or even if it, or even just listening to what your body is. Like Michelle said, I liked how you talked about the body scan. Are you feeling, do you have a headache? Do you need to do something to nurture that? Are you feeling anxious? Is your heart racing, your pulse racing, because you're feeling anxious about something that maybe you need to process that you're just ignoring and pushing off and thinking it will go away when it won't. Are you feeling discomfort in your gut? Is it something you're eating? Do you have a trick or food? Start a food journal. That'd be another thing. Are you paying attention to how you feel after you eat? That's the whole reason. That's what really set me on my journey, guys. of finally getting diagnosed with my IBS is I did a food journal and I figured out anytime I ate any type of grain, anything that had gluten in it, anything that had rice in it or soy in it, um, I paid for it. It did not make my gut happy. So <laughs> pay attention, write it down. Writing things down can be really good. And um, I know our time is winding down, guys, but one thing I want to leave you with um, before I hand it back over to Michelle to share where, you, she can find, where you can find her um, is uh, what, at the end of the day, something I've been doing is journaling on um, where God provided in my day, no, no matter how big or small it is. Um, what do I need? What did I, what am I finding I need after going through the day? What, what came to light throughout my day? that I realized the Lord needs that I need and I need to work on. Um, where did God mul multiply what I gave up? Um, and then what is something that I, where's, where do I need more faith? Where do I need, or you could interject like what we've talked about here. Where do I need to surrender more? Where do I need to let go more? What do I need to just work? What do I need to just put before the Lord at the Lord's feet more? And then praises. What went good today? What is something that you are just thankful for? Those kinds of things, guys, just that spiritual check down, kind of thinking that, and you can kind of, and I instantly was, when I was listening to Michelle talk about the body scan, you know, it's really going through all those things. It's paying attention to what your body physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually needs. It's giving thanks for what did go good in the day. It's paying attention and actually, and actually listening to those nudges from the Holy Spirit of saying, listen, you need to let go of this. You need to just trust me. Just trust me. Because I am here. I, because God says in the Bible, I am here even there. Even there. Even if I lose my job, even if your spouse gets sick, even if um, we go through another worldwide pandemic, even if I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, God is still there. He has you. So how can you just check in with him? and trust him and release and let it go. Cause I think really guys, if there's anything about the theme of this, of this conversation is we have to start with, with um, surrendering and letting go. We got to get out of the driver's seat. There's no way other way around it. We have to surrender and just go, okay, go, okay, Lord. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I have to trust that you will protect me and my family and open and open up the right doors for me and protect, protect us from going through the doors that do not serve us and that we will eventually get to where you want us to go in your timing because we don't know the timeline. And sometimes the timeline takes longer and that's okay. So Michelle, I have loved this conversation, but where can we find more Michelle Ikeem if people wanna follow up and work and learn more about your work? Definitely, you can find me by visiting my website. Um, my website is www.herinner, 
healing.com. And right now I have a really amazing program, a community that I'm developing. Um, this is the second time I've run it. I only run it two times a year. So the next one that I'll be running um, will most likely be next year. Um, but depending on the interest, I may be open to running another one right before uh, September. So probably that July, August area of 2023. So what this is, it's called the Her Inner Healing Community. And it is a three-month transformational program. And so this is where we really get to uh, make sure that we are addressing mind, body, spirit, and soul. So I really teach individuals how to be able to go through each of the things that we're talking about. I believe that knowledge is power. And I believe it's very important that we actually learn tools to be able to um, ascend and to move to our next layer each time. And so the first month we focus on the physical body and that's all about fitness. But what's also happening is we are training the body to be able to bypass the regular hunger pains and the mind wandering off. You know, we are um, training the body so that when we move into more stages of the spiritual, of meditation and things like that, your body has been trained, your body is grounded. So the fitness portion, um, I used to have a fitness background. I used to teach a lot of learn to run programs. I used to do a lot of uh, training for youth and young adults. And I used to be a high, uh, high performance athlete as well. And so I really uh, tie those two in for people to be able to address their physical bodies. Then the second month, we are talking everything intracellular healing. I am a studying herbalist. I've been studying for the last couple of years. I have a mentor that I work with, and I will also be going to school to be receiving my doctor of uh, herbalism and uh, acupuncture. And so I really use this time to begin to um, meet with individuals one-on-one -on -one to find out what is going on in their body. And then we are able to make herbal blends that are going to support your body for that intracellular healing. And then the third month is where I actually teach you a healing modality. So it is like how Jesus used to say, laying of hands. And so this is using a similar modality in being able to use your hands to scan your body and to use healing from your hands because it is channeling the same energy that Jesus used, the same energy, the life force energy that is with, within and around all of us but it is just at an amplified um, level and you are able to bring healing to the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. So people really go through a transformational process. The two times that I've run the program, um, the weight loss component, I have individuals losing uh, up to 22 pounds within the first 30 days. Um, so it is an amazing program to be able to lose weight, to get your fitness together, to get your quality of thoughts together, to stay connected to spirit and most and the biggest, my favorite part about it is that you're learning a modality that is going to bring healing for you so that you are truly walking in peace. You are connected to spirit. You are very clear on what God has for you, your next steps, because I find a lot of us are in confusion. A lot of people don't really know what they're meant to do. This program is going to help you understand what you need to be working on, what you need to be doing, what you need to release. You're going to walk away balanced. So if you're feeling stressed, 
anxious, overwhelmed, just run down, come to this program. I have a lot of great testimonials. So I'm excited to have you come in the program. It is a three month transformational program. And I promise you, your life will be changed. And other, uh, the other way you can connect with me is through email. And my email is her.inner.healing at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Melissa. Of course. And we will, guys, if you're watching on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, my YouTube channel, everything, it, um, the links will be in the description box below so you can follow um, uh, Michelle on her Instagram, on her email, on her website for more amazing details on her um, upcoming program. And guys, as well, um, be sure that you are following me on Instagram at Melissa Miller 2011 for daily tips on motherhood, caregiving, and self care. And if you are on the struggle bus with how to create realistic routines and systems that work for you and managing prioritizing your self care daily breaking down your motherhood tasks to daily, weekly, monthly, getting a system for creating your, um, for managing your spouse's illness, um, building a support network around you to help you cope with the craziness that comes with motherhood and caregiving. My workshop, how to be a prompt mom, prompt mom and caregiver in 2023 drops next Monday. It is a free workshop for now that will teach you everything you need to do to be a prompt mom. And that is my acronym where I teach you how to be prepared for the unexpected, reach out for support, manage your busy schedule, get organized around your home, prioritize your mind, soul, and body. So holistic self-care, and then telling your story in a creative way to both heal and inspire. And so I will include links below to sign up for the workshop as well are below. So be sure to check out that and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're watching so you can be updated for more details on upcoming guests. And Michelle, before, as for our final thing, as we wind down this um, interview, what is something that we have either talked about in our conversation today, or maybe something that has just really resonated with you in your journey um, as a holistic healer and as an empowerment coach? Um, that you would like to share as a closing encouragement piece to our listeners. Thank you, Melissa. I just want to say really quickly, I love um, your workshop that you're about to drop, um, How to Be a Prompt Mom. I think it's amazing. I love that acronym. So um, I please send me the details. Actually, I'm quite interested about that as well. Even though I am not a caregiver myself personally, I think you have great uh, knowledge and information that I can acquire and um, I can also pass that on to others within my, my network as well. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. What am I walking away with? You know, honestly, when I think about everything that we talked about, um, the biggest thing that I'm walking away with is, um, and I'm putting this question out to your listeners and viewers, are you listening? You know, Melissa talked about how one of the things that's helping her remain grounded now is that she's carving out time every day to spend time with the Lord. And she figures out a Bible passage and she meditates on that and she helps apply it to her, her day. So she's listening through the word of God and she's journaling as well. I also talked about the first step is getting quiet and listening. So the question I have for you is, are you listening? And if you're not listening, what are you missing? What are you not hearing that you need to hear daily? So I encourage you to not only listen to the wisdom of your body, but to listen to what spirit and your team is telling you. I love that. Are you listening? 
And then are you acting on what you're hearing? Are you taking action to make it better? Okay. I know it's tough to get quiet and there's more than one ways to get quiet. And for this final thought, guys, be creative in finding a way to get quiet that works for you, whether it's taking a 15 minute walk, whether it's cranking up the worship music in your car so you do cloud out all the noise and you just are singing praises, even if it's out of tune to the whole, to our heavenly father, to just be saturated in his presence. That works too. Or even just a journal. Um, I use the Bible app, guys. I love it. And that has been helping me in my Bible time. I also do another intensive program of devotionals with my two Christian life coaches, but I'm finding and getting, and I've gotten creative with doing the daily refresh where you get the verse. There's a video lesson and I write out notes on that. And then, and that kind of just segues into some other things I journal on. And I look up definitions that helps me just apply and understand what I'm reading in the word of God. What is the meaning behind these words? Like the word commit, like I shared today. And then the prayer time, the prayer thing, the prayer um, part, there's more verses. And what I love there is that they actually have music playing the whole time. And that's when I'm writing out my prayers. The music is calming. It calms my heart and my mind and allows me to just write. And then I just reflect and with the prompts, you know, and that's where I just write, you know, I, I have a prompt and I go, Lord, you know, show me what you want. I just start writing. And you'd be surprised what happens when you put pen to paper, guys. You really would. It really, you know, it's one thing to talk and have a conversation. I definitely am a talker and talking things out does help. But I also have found that writing is an amazing, amazing tool to reevaluate. Because then you see it on paper in real time about what you're really thinking, like Michelle talked about, what you're really feeling, what is coming up for you that you did not realize was there. And you'd be surprised. So I encourage you to take 15 minutes today to start something, start something, whether it's writing your prayer, whether it's being intentional with carving out 15 minutes to do journaling, meditating, prayer, being outside, making, a, making um, that intent, take, or excuse me, taking that intent to talk with somebody that you need to talk to that is trusted and safe, whether that's me, whether that's Michelle, whether that's your spiritual advisor or leader of faith in your church, a pastor, something, commit, to investing in your, your take investing time in yourself. So you can be spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy, holistically. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode of the caregiver coffee chat. All right, guys, love you. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.